the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. been 24 hours since our last show, but we've had 48 hours worth of stupidity thrust upon us by these fraudulent Marxist morons that are apparently in charge, and there's not much we can do about it. What they do want us to do, however, is to digest their failure as somehow a success. Years ago, when the economy was separate, uncoupled from government the way it has been since George Bush saw an opportunity, W. Bush saw an opportunity to really bastardize capitalism and destroy it. Barack Obama licked his chops at that, couldn't wait to get his turn and really did some damage. Now we've got this dimwit in diapers that's apparently trying to drive the last nail through the coffin. Um, These numbers, these economic numbers that they lie about and graze over, they used to be really good indicators on the future of the economy. They used to be super important. I can remember, you know, back in the 80s and 90s when unemployment numbers came out, non-farm payroll, manufacturing numbers, they really, really meant something. But what's happened since then is that they've been so corrupted and you've been so deceived. You know how many people in this country know that there's a difference between a U3 unemployment number and a U6, which is the real one? So Bill Clinton... He's the real scoundrel of them all. He not only was able to tell his wife he was just going to go downstairs and read a book, he was able to tell the country that you don't need to focus on the real unemployment number. You should focus right on the U3. So they're selling you this line of BS from the get-go when the real unemployment number is something called the U6. It was broken into six categories so that government could basically lie to you and make you feel good about their failures and inadequacies. So what you're getting when you get these unemployment numbers, that's merely the U3. So they used to be revised, and when they were revised, it was never good. Revision of economic numbers under Democrats is just an opportunity for them to cheat just enough. They just need to know how to bypass your aggravation and your, your uh, anxiety over their failure. So that's all why they're always, you know, this will be reversed up. And that's why Janet Yellen, Mrs. Doubtfire, is trying to sell you to average out the unemployment. Don't get nervous. See, because people like her... They understand just how bad that, that number is. See, because the reality is in an economy of our size, it takes between 195,000 and 240,000, somewhere in there, there's fluctuations that happen, to just break even. That's just a break even number. Anything above that is normally considered a growth of the economy. However, if those jobs are growing because government borrowing and spending, So in other words, when government creates jobs, which is the new phrase they like, that's not a real job. That's a real problem. That's a real problem. It's a temporary payoff, mainly to union guys, because they like to get at least some of it back in campaign contributions. And um, it's one big lie. Now, I've been saying this for years, and it's been getting worse and worse and worse. But now it's really bad. Now it's really, really bad, because what they're not telling you is, we're not a, a firing economy. This isn't a boom time. The, the economy is in a rocket ship, and I know you see it even on the conservatives. This is merely our, our private industry trying to get back off the, front, off the ground. That's all it is. That's all it is. And if you factor in how much of those companies are actually in bigger trouble because they've taken loans that they don't really know the terms of. See, nobody really knows the terms of PPP. Nobody knows them. Are they going to forgive it if they not? How could you forgive it? It's, it's, it's money from the future. What, are you going to just stiff the future? That's why all these idiots that think you can renegotiate the national debt 
or you can somehow stiff it. You owe yourself the money, dummy. Full faith and credit means nothing if you don't pay your bills. You're like a drug addict asking for a free sandwich. That's all it is. So these used to be important indicators of how our kids were going to live. Because the reality is most of us are going to be able to muddle through even a moron Marxist like this in diapers. Because what he's going to do is really more symbolic than affect anybody who's, who's built any wealth. This will just crush the opportunity for those kids out there trying to become wealthy and those people that are barely hanging on. Because what Democrats do, they don't make it so that anybody not connected to them in the mafia, those guys thrive when Democrats in. So like when you see Elon Musk and everyone's going to laugh at him tomorrow. Oh, look, at isn't he funny, too? He's so smart. He's got rockets. He's nothing more than just a government inside oligarch. And his companies wouldn't exist if it wasn't for government cheese and hands out, handouts and special loans that nobody else can get. So um, those are the guys that thrive. Those, that's why, as you listen to the bartender AOC talk about restructuring and green energy, which she knows is she's just got a new wing of the, of the outfit. And they're going to be paid and the, the money will be flowing in that section. The vast majority of people under Democrat leadership survive. They hang on. And they try not to, to grab the attention of these Marxist frauds, because what they do is they guarantee to take all of your assets or, 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 or somehow shine a light on, on something you may have done years ago. That's why they're going to go after Trump and his taxes. They're going to get them too. believe me, they're going to get them. But in the meantime, they're going to get all of us with their stupidity. Let's get to Steve because he's got the number. It's OK. Good. 1.08. Steve, the number. Uh, wow. It just came across. Give me a second here. Uh, we have the number here just came across. It's so bad. He thinks he made a mistake. Ah, sorry about Rich that. Bob it came across Rich. very quickly here. Can't be right. It looks Rich. like 266,000. It looks like it was a big disappointment at 266. <laughs> they were maybe- expecting a million too. Yeah, it's a big one. We're digesting a lot of these here, but it looks like manufacturing employment actually edged down about 18,000 jobs following gains in the last two months. We also how many of the manufacturers that fired people and just disappeared took PPP money? There's no way to calculate that, boys and girls. No way to calculate how much money out there was lent to an LLC that isn't going to exist by the time they figure out how you're going to give it back. Uh, job losses in motor vehicles and parts down 27,000 as well. Oh, that's bad. Motor vehicles and parts, 27,000 jobs gone. That's not good. Add a chip shortage. It's also not good. Now, how much are they charging interest on these, on these loans? Zero? Is it zero? So you can't even give free money away to keep jobs. In other words, that would, in essence, be subsidizing them, for lack of a better term. I mean, I I hate to do this to you. I know it's a fantastic Friday. I know we should be talking about the fact, hey, did you see that Caitlyn Jenner has a chance in California? I have a hard time talking about the whole thing because I want to do stuff that's important that can actually change some minds out there. So when you're out there this weekend and you're in Oak Park at your little fruit stand and some big slob with a wife with open-toed shoes and no toenail polishes tell you to put your mask on because Joe Biden's in charge, you tell him, I know he is, because that Everything sucks. That's what you do, because we do relevant radio here. Professional and business services is something we want to take a look at here. We saw some of those in terms of temporary help decline by 111,000 over that span. So that, that's an interesting move there as well. Interesting. The other parts we want to take a look at, again, overall within retail, you can see some of those. Retail trade employment, little change, down 15,000. Yeah, that's not good either. Retail's not good. But that's okay, because Mrs. Doubtfire, she had a different take on it. Well, I'd note that the jobs report is a little bit stronger. Can you imagine? All I got to say is her husband is so happy she's doing something during the day and is out of the house. He is dancing around like Tom Cruise in that Flashdance movie. Was it Flashdance? No, what was the one? Risky Business, where he's sliding across the floor in his underpants. That's what Mr. Yellen's doing. Well, Janet's boring and lying to the rest of us. Than the headline numbers might suggest on the hiring front. Um, the number of people working part-time um, for economic reasons, namely involuntary part-time work, that number declined by 600,000. And hours after... Yeah, because they got fired. Liar! Liar! She is a liar. It is a lie. And all they're trying to do is to buy your patience because they don't want you to know how bad things are. They're going to lie to you about how bad things were. During the COVID shutdown, our unemployment numbers were in the mid 
20s, 22.9% a year ago this month. The way that they are deceiving you is because they're giving you a U3 number that has all their Keynesian spending cooked in it, all their loans cooked in it. So what I want to do, I'm going to ask a question this first segment because we like to ask questions on the first segment. I want you to tell me where you have witnessed you, a section of the economy growing. Where have you witnessed businesses that are growing that are not getting PPP loans, that are really providing a service and a good that are not government subsidized. This is an interesting little take, right? Because I can't be the only one that's driving around looking at the available signs. Available, that's the new Democrat sign for things are great. Available for lease, for sale. And you think that enough people would have seen what the Democrats really do is build ghettos and destroy cities like Chicago, counties like Cook, and states like Illinois. And they do it everywhere they touch. How do you think they're going to do with the American economy in general when they are more capable of lying to you than they are of telling you the truth? Hours of work ticked up by a tenth. Oh, a so tenth. that means that an extra margin in, wi- in which employers are um, able to boost their uh, labor is by... Uh, and adding to hours of existing employees. Riveting. Riveting. We're adding to hours. We're up by a tenth. Thanks, Janet. You're doing great. You really are. By the way, your husband misses you. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls when I get back. It's Fantastic Friday. You can always tell by the music. We'll let this one breathe a little bit. <laughs> a better time. People in charge at that time, although... If I remember correctly, it was around the Carter years that song came out. They were dumb, but they weren't Marxists like this. This is not specifically just dumb. It's diabolical. That you really have helped our viewers understand. We'll get to Roku, uh, Live Nation, of course, Peloton, Beyond Meat, uh, and a bunch of others as futures have moved around a bit on that big uh, miss on jobs. Worst miss, we're told, since 98. We're back in a moment. Worst miss since 98. But here's the good news. The market rallies anyway. I mean, if you look at the market, it rallied anyway. You know why, right? Because those stocks that are make up the Dow Jones, they're underwritten by you, baby. You may not have the shares in your account, but don't worry. Your money's flowing into those companies. That's one giant scam. But I want to know, what are the companies that are growing? Brian's got a good point. Brian, Western Springs. Uh, Sean, how are you? Enjoying the show. Thank you. Um, I'm pretty confident that uh, moving companies out of red states uh, to blue. I think the... Oh, you mean... Uh, no, no, no. You mean the other way around. Red. You mean blue, blue to red. Blue states to red. Pardon yeah. me. Thank you. Yeah. Are thriving. It's because, very true. I mean, you look at that. I, I believe California, I think they had the first uh, population decline uh, in, this, in, the, in the state's history that was just released recently in the census. Brian, you know who's really licking their chops, too? Maybe I'll answer at the end. You know what? I'm going to answer at the end, but I'll tell you other companies that are thriving, too. You ain't going to like it, but I'll tell you what they are. Steve, Southside. Sean, the unemployment industry is booming. They've made it more profitable to be on unemployment than it is to work. Yes, very good. Last time I heard, it was like 23 bucks that people on unemployment are making an hour. When you count in their insurance plus all the incentives that they have right now and what so now you're on the south side of Chicago re- you're on the south side right how many businesses yep. how many new businesses do you see opening up anywhere in the south side of Chicago zero you should see McFadden there is laughing. All right. Thank you very much, Steve. Welcome to Democrat Utopia. You're going to love it. Here's the good news in a Democrat Utopia. You got a lot of time on your hands. You really are not pressed for time unless, of course, you're in the mafia and you're delivering those phony baloney services to, like to, to CPS where you're pouring the drain all down the drain and you're billing them for rotting the entire school. Then I guess you're kind of busy. You're busy waiting for them to cut you to check. Gary in Streamwood. Well, hey, Sean, good to talk to you. You too, Gary. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing the pot shops uh, popping up everywhere. I don't know if they're excellent. subsidized by the... Uh, excellent, you know, excellent I, point. And you know what it reminds me of? In the old Soviet Union, you used to get no money, no food, but you got your vodka ration so you wouldn't question the government. That's exactly right. But, Gary, as much as I love that point, as much as I agree with that point, here's what my problem is with that point. They are allowing... EBT cards to be used 
for those marijuana purchases. So technically, I'm going to suggest to you, it's very hard to figure out a percentage, I'm going to suggest to you those companies are actually subsidized by welfare money. And as you know from our earlier dissertation, if it's subsidized, it's not real in the private economy. That's not to me. I, I, believe me, I understand they're making money. Somebody's making money. But what that really is, that is like the love of a third wife. So when you drive in these upper crust neighborhoods around Chicagoland and you're in Hinsdale and you see this little old man with his hair falling out, he's sitting in his side like he's waiting for his diaper to be changed. And out comes this strapping young Playboy bunny with the Louis Vuitton bag. She's got the phony dog in there and she's running into Neiman Marcus to pick up this month's purchases. She doesn't really love him. It's not the real love. Now it looks like love, Only if you're looking at it through his eyes. But the rest of us see what it really is. A scam. So this economy is like the love of a third wife. That's how I view it. Let's go to Rich in Des Plaines. Home improvement. The people are working from home. They're getting tired of looking at all their old crap. And they're painting and they're buying new furniture. They're buying new window treatments. It's not a bad suggestion. It's insane how busy home improvement people are. Home improvement's busy. And that's very true. I like that. I like home improvement. And but once again, the money that they're paying them with, if that money is derived from government money, is it real growth? Well, these people, these people are working, Sean. They're working from home. That's true. They're actually working from home. I like it, Rich. But here I'm going to I'm going to rain on your parade again. But if that company that is paying them to work from home took the money of the PPPPP, it's not real. You see how it's fun. This is fun. See, to me, this is fun because what we're doing right here, Democrats cannot do. They are one dimensional. That's why you could have this doddering dimwit political whore for 50 years come out and say he's going to build jobs and spend seven point two trillion dollars. And people think it's a win. It's not a win. You're buying satisfaction. Third wife. Once again, it's a it's a timeless reference. Third wife. Mike Island Lake. Yeah, Sean. So. And black and minority-owned businesses are growing without a doubt. We work for large corporations. Every RFI we fill out, the number one question on it is, are you a black or minority-owned business? They don't even care if you're female-owned anymore. They're strictly shooting at the, the minority, well, Mike, minority-owned businesses. You're from Chicago, baby. You know as well as I do. You could just put a name on a, on a, how many, how many women that have, that are women owned businesses that are doing work at O'Hare are really owned by women and not owned by a daily somewhere down the line. How many? So once again, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I, I get where it's going, but I'm not sure I like it. David and Lansing. Hey, Sean, uh, your listeners should take out a, pa- a pen and paper and write all these down as ideas to go into business around Chicago. Oh, I, and that's uh, why I'm saving mine for last. Go ahead. Uh, okay, uh, I talked to a board-up crew, and they said they can't keep up with the demand, <laughs> you know, boarding up windows and doors. Mm-hmm. But, but I, have a, I have a list. Uh, first, I'd like to comment, anybody listening should hold between, like, 5 and 25% of the stock portion of their portfolio in precious metals for the out-of-control inflation that's about to hit. No, but you're, but, thi- you're, you're, thinking, like a, you're thinking old school. That's not, that's only, that doesn't mean anything anymore. Because what okay. you, if you want to really make money... You buy into their scams. You buy their solar. You buy their phony baloney wind. Here's what you do. You see, you look at Nancy Pelosi's disclosure statement from last month, you know, where she does like the $5 million play in Microsoft and they get the $20 billion contract, that kind of thing. And you just follow the inside trading scumbags that make up the Democrat Party. That's much better than trying to pretend that gold's going to go high when the entire world is short selling it because they know that they have overextended their, their lies of how much gold they hold. My message to your listeners is going to security guard training, uh, wrought iron fences, uh, security cameras. All right, go no. into that business and make a mint off of it. All right. Well, here's the other thing: they're gonna you could just buy Blackwater stock. I, I don't even know if they have stock. Trillion dollar a year. You think they made money in the Middle East? Where do you get defunding the police out. Those movement are here? Numbers. Yeah. Where do you get defunding the police here? And it'll be just like the Soviet Union, where the only people that actually have protection from 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 The rest of society are the rich oligarchs. That's exactly the direction we're heading in. But where I think the real growth is going to be is real simple. It's going to be an entire phony industry that cannot hold on its own weight. 
because it doesn't satisfy the so-called demand, the consumer, what the consumer wants. And that is solar, wind, electric vehicles. Because there's a big move. When I get back, I'm going to play the tape to you. There's a big move to deindustrialize America the way we're used to it. To take our economy from our private sector and turn it completely over to government. And this is why they can come out and tell you that this is no big deal. Because in their world, this is exactly on schedule. This is exactly what they want. They've got more people on the dole than, than, than are not. And the people that are not are barely hanging on. So what they're going to do is backdoor Soviet Union, our entire arrogant, free capitalist society, because they don't like the fact you don't need them. Not all of you. And they're going to make sure the vast majority do, because that's what Democrats do. They just spread poverty. They don't spread opportunity. They don't spread wealth. They spread poverty. That's the guarantee when you put one of these idiots in an office. 312-642-5600. That's my favorite part about the news now. The old gas is cheap if you go here. A year ago, it was $1.78 a gallon. Hmm. What changed in a year? You think, yeah, I got news for you. Take a picture. Take a picture of gas prices and then show me what it's like a year from today. We're going to be talking. You'll be paying $2 more with these morons, these deindustrialization they, they call themselves progressives. They're regressives. This is a return of the fascistic primitives who have the audacity to think they know how to run everything better than, it, than, than nature itself, than we, we who actually built the damn economy. It isn't this 50-year political whore, 80-year-old fossil, never had, did a day's work in his life. Now, from what I understand, AOC actually did work. She was a bartender. I had a tipped her. After all, I, I, I'd much rather have her, and I don't drink anymore, but I'd have tipped her. I definitely wouldn't want her advice on what do you think about world politics and the economy. That's where I draw the line. But she's going to give it to you anyway. Oh, I can't hit the button. Could you hit some? Thank you. We have to make sure that our transition to electric is better for workers. It creates dignified jobs and that people are better off with a decarbonized electric economy. than A decarbonized electric economy. That's a word salad. That sounds new. Like the Jetsons. Are you going to get one of those cars that flies around and bloop, 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 with the little You're bubbles behind? It's ridiculous. And they're spending trillions. And you know what you got to say about it? Absolutely nothing. Where's the pushback? This idiot, this was yesterday. This was yesterday. Have you heard another show talk about it? I'm curious. They are with a fossil fuel economy. Fossil and so fuel economy. the EV Freedom Act hits those points. And it- EV Freedom Act. Who knew that was existing? Did you ever hear that before? EV Freedom Act? I don't know what it stands for. I'm going to say Electric Vehicle Freedom Act. I'm just guessing. No, I could think like that for once in a while. I just got to minus myself 60 IQ points in any form of dignity or reason. And I, too, can think like AOC. And um, that's going to be the Electric Vehicle Act. Something tells me it's going to be expensive. And something tells me they're really going to start quickly. Make sure that those investments and people getting those jobs are the people who need them the most. Say it like you and mean in it. communities that have been disproportionately impacted, not just by the climate. Disproportionately impacted. Now, that's government speak for ghettos. Now, what she doesn't understand and what nobody else wants to say to her because they're afraid to tell her the truth. Those are the communities with the most government help, stupid. Oh, yes, they are. Those are the communities where the kids have absolutely no choices. But those Marxist indoctrination camps you call schools. And guess what? Those are the homes that the government pays for. Those are the lifestyles that government created. Well, here's the good news for you people. They're here to help you some more. And instead of help, it doesn't look like they're going to take those neighborhoods and make them into good neighborhoods. All that means is they're going to take the good neighborhoods and make them look like those neighborhoods. Crisis, but our overlapping crises of environmental injustice environmental and economic injustice. injustice as well. So I'm... I'm all right, what's environmental injustice? So uh, environmental injustice. Something tells me it's going to be more expensive. I'm so thrilled to be reintroducing this with you. Um, I remember two years ago, Andy, when we were reintroducing this bill, people were saying this is impossible. It's pie in the sky. 
No, no serious Democrat is ever going to agree to building hundreds of thousands of EVs. And that's when you said we got somebody that doesn't know if it's Tuesday or July, if his diaper's wet or he has to go get the mail. And I think he's got a shot. Really? You think Joe Biden's got it? I do. Well, how do you think he's got a shot? You think that many people like him? No, I think that many districts are controlled by Democrats, and we know what the voter rolls are, and they're in very key areas. So don't you worry. We can pass this even though 90% of the country doesn't want it. Why? Because we're fascists who are working under a Marxist doctrine, and we've got just the perfect idiot in the front spot. In uh, in less than five, you know, in less than 10 years, mm-hmm. let alone five years. And... Uh- See what's coming? They're going to jam this down your throat in less than five years. That's why I always say, drive it like you stole it, Joe, because you did. Drive it like you stole it. Throw it all at the wall. You go on tour. You mix up some words. Visit vaccines.com. Uh-huh. Gov. Uh-huh. Vaccines.com. Or text to your, text your zip code. to. Shut up, dummy. And that's the guy in charge. Uh, lo and behold, we have, um, you know, during that during uh, that joint session, we were talking. We heard about really building EV infrastructure across the United States in exactly that aggressive way that we were told was impossible just two years ago. And so I think it speaks to the amount of work that you have done, Congressman Levin, um, and the coalition building that you have created. So now here's all I keep thinking about when you hear these conversations. Do you know how many of these insiders have already bought stock, own interests in these companies that are going to get these billions upon billions upon billions. It's no coincidence that they all trace back to government insider trading. So they're not only going to hire these phony industries that could never exist on their own, and they couldn't. They couldn't. The reason we don't have electric vehicle stations is because they can't support themselves. It can't exist in a world that really survives on delivering a product the people want. None of it could exist. But what if you could somehow figure out a way to have people that would never buy it or couldn't afford to buy it? That's the other thing. Most of the people that will end up paying these future taxes are not going to be able to afford their Teslas. See, that's a that's a upper crust inside trust fund baby car. There's very few of those guys that, that buy those cars that actually earn the money to do so. Most of them inherited it. And the very people who are going to pay for their way to, to pretend it works, and they got to stop every, what, 300 miles? Okay, we got to wait. How long we got to wait? Ten hours. That's all right. I got time. I'll get a sandwich. All those people that are going to pay for that are never going to be in a Tesla. That's the neighborhood she's pretending to help, by the way. All those people that can never work their way out of that circumstance of government-created ghettos, They're never going to drive a Tesla unless they carjack one. The reality is they're the ones that will be held down from really increasing their individual wealth because the tax structure these fascists are going to put in place are going to cripple the working man. The only way you're going to have money is the way they have money. You either inherit it or you do what Joe Biden did. Did you see the new report? Oh, I told you I was on to something. In the westernjournal.com, Biden aggressively dodged more than 500000 in taxes before Joe demanded Americans pay their fair share. This is exactly what I've been talking about every time I talk about him and his phony speech engagements. He hid $10 million in a newly created S-Corp. I think it was Delaware. You know, where all the other scoundrels create a, a, an S-Corp so they don't have to pay taxes? So that he didn't have to pay the very taxes he's asking you to pay. That's who's going to be able to get rich in the Biden economy. The government Marxist mafia members. And that's it. The rest of us, we're going to be paying for this nonsense so that AOC, for the first time in our life, can pretend she's got information that's useful. 312 642 5600. I just had a good friend of mine who's a really smart guy. He's an older man, he's a retired attorney. And he listens to the show. I'm very flattered by all of the people who listen. I really am. And he says, you know, how come Fox News isn't talking about this, this tax dodge thing? This is kind of a big deal. It's only a big deal if it's a Republican. I mean, that, I, I hate to tell you that, Tone, I love you, but it's a different set of rules, baby. And you know that. And then the other reason that Fox News helped to put Joe Biden in office is because of Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan didn't like the idea that that inside track, because, by the way, 
all these allegations that are really not allegations but facts. Like we know that that dimwit who hasn't been able to feel her forehead since it used to be her stomach called Nancy Pelosi. She's not actually a stock Svengali. She's not blue horseshoe. And she doesn't love Endicott Steel. Nancy Pelosi and her husband are inside trading moron scumbags mafia members. And guess who else is in on that? The Cheneys. Do you think you, you saw Dick Cheney? Was he impressive to you? Or was he nothing more than an American gangster only pretending to be a Republican? How much money did did Dick Cheney make on the revolving corporatism? He'd go to work for companies and they'd magically get contracts with the government. Ooh. And guess what he had? Options. How'd that work out for him? Well, I don't know. He's got a place in Wyoming that's probably worth $35 million. I'm guessing pretty good. In fact, it worked out for him so good that his little daughter, who should be ashamed to show her face in public, is walking around very proud of herself. That's how much money the Cheneys have. So the Paul Ryans and the Cheneys and the other corporatist scum, like our own little Adam Kinzinger in his jumpsuit, a child who couldn't earn five cents in the real world. You want to know who'd be worried about a $15 minimum wage in the real world if it wasn't for American politics? Adam Kinzinger, who's good for nothing. But I'm guessing if you really did a forensic audit of Adam Kinzinger's wealth, you'd be surprised. So what they didn't like, first of all, they didn't like Trump. But they didn't like the idea that he would say something that would make the people out there really think, how could it be you're spending trillions of dollars on things the American people don't necessarily want? See, because if the American people wanted it, government wouldn't need it. They wouldn't need government's help. See, gas stations don't need government's help. In fact, can you imagine how well we'd be doing if government didn't come in like a vampire to suck the blood out of the economy? And let the real economy grow. The real economy. You and me and everybody. If they actually thought and believed for one iota. That equal before the law BS that they keep jamming down everyone's throat. As they manipulate and extort people they don't like. Can you imagine if every man. Republican or Democrat or Independent or Libertarian. Whatever they are. Paid the exact same tax fee on every dollar that they made in profit. Can you imagine That's the only way you're going to pay off all this BS anyway. And I don't even think you can do it at this point. At this point, the numbers are so staggering. You're so in the Denny Hassard position, you can't even get out of it. Because they can't, they have to keep the lie going. And that's why the Yellens of the world, that's why they come on. And And that those employees want that extra work. They were involuntarily working part-time. Yeah, it was all. The labor market is volatile from month to month. And I think the best thing is to average through. Average um, through. And say we've been creating over 500,000 jobs a month. You haven't. You've been buying jobs. You've been lying to people. It's exactly what she does is lie. You've been buying it off. You've been frauding, and you're afraid that your constituents out there, you know the ones that you built your entire party on, the the real deal communists and the real deal Marxists will be catch wind of exactly how you're manipulating capitalism and the stock market and your own portfolios. That's how you stop things. Every American pays the same taxes. And by the way, any elected official that votes on spending bills can hold zero stock. No more of this blind trusting. You know, the kind that Mitt Romney built tens of millions under? The blind trust. Boy, that blind trust really can see. It's like that Daredevil cartoon. It looks blind, but it's jumping over uh, 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 roadblocks and it's fighting off bad guys. It's a scam. It's time for us to wake up. I know it's a fun tabulous Friday. We're having fun. I'm having fun. I like this stuff. Or should I talk about Caitlyn Jenner and wish her a happy Mother's Day? Not in this world, baby. Not on this show. streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me, so everybody just follow me. 
I mean, maybe there are people out there that really, really hate their kids. I mean, after all, we've got a group of people out there that are willing to whack them. Um, but when you steal their futures of, of not just yours, but everybody's, when you destroy generations yet to even be born, you can't fathom the amount of economic turmoil where we are really in. And I understand they've got these polished salesmen that should be selling Z-Bart undercoating on Western Avenue we call politicians. But we're in some real numbers here. So I wanted to bring on John Miltimore. He is from the Foundation for Economic Education. He's the managing editor over there, and he's got some great articles. John, how are you? And thank you for joining me. Hey, I'm doing great, Sean. Thanks for having me on. John, I've got a real problem being lied to. I always did, even since I was a little kid. I remember arguing with my mother over that tooth fairy. It never made any sense to me. I felt it was a scam then. But when I see these polished-up car salesmen, and no offense to car salesmen, I I need one. In fact, I'm using one on Monday. Um, When I see them distract from the point that we are paying $378 billion a year on interest. Is that about right, give or take? Yeah, that's about right. $378 billion a year on interest. Forget about where the interest goes. I guess there's all kinds of ways they could lie to me to that. And then they tell me it's no big deal as they try to pack on another $7.2 trillion of clicking money, of funny money, and they want me to believe the economy's good all in the same breath. It truly is a lie, isn't it? Well, you know, like, the economy, it's, it's kind of looking like a crystal ball. Sometimes it's, it's hard to tell. I do think there's some serious problems. I, I think we're not discussing the debt enough. Um, this is something I wrote about earlier in the week. Um, you know, we have a we have a $28 trillion debt, and it's, it's you know, rising faster than any, any point in history. Um, some people are going to, you know, they say that's not a problem. Um, they say that you can, you know, constantly, you know, Pay your debt and, and, and make good on it. Um, we know we know that in the long run. We've seen it time and again in nations where they where you know it just starts with a little bit of inflation and it can it can pick up really quickly. So I do think the debt is not given enough conversation uh, in America today. And you know who helped me come to that conclusion is you. Because I read your stuff in fee.org. In fact, the U.S. government debt to GDP ratio is worse than Greece. Before the two, yeah, no, it, it's it's like one of those things that you know the, the U.S. It's a lot of people don't talk about you know debt GDP. It, it, it's not a real sexy conversation, but you know it's, it's and we laugh about it today. You know that article actually. You know the, people are starting to pay attention. Normally we, we publish, publish something on the national debt, and it doesn't get read that much. It's got a lot of attention. Um, and it's time we started paying a little bit of attention to that. Like, um, you know, you can get by. I think part of the problem is we've been doing this so long. Um, people are like, oh, it's just, you know, we've been doing it forever. Um, but we're, we're dealing with, you know, deficits now that are, we're just getting used to trillion dollar deficits. And eventually that money, you know, you're going to have to pay the tab on that. And John, people don't realize for the most part that we in fact are being charged a VIG interest on that. And the the only reason it's palatable at some point is because it's the lowest it's been. I don't even remember. It's 2%. We're paying 2% interest. So I think the general public loses the importance of what it means when interest rates go up. That not only is an indicator of what it is for consumer borrowing, but that is an automatic obligation of everybody to pay debt they didn't agree to to people we don't know who they are, and that could rise very sharply and very sudden with really not much input from the public. Isn't that fair to say? Yeah, well, here, here's the problem. You know, somebody pointed this out the other day. I don't know if it was an economist. And somebody said, well, look, you know, like, what's the big deal going to buy a nice you know, million-dollar home when interest rates are this low? And we're not doing the fixed interest rate stuff. Um, and, and that's a problem in this country. Like right now, we, you know, we're kind of getting addic- addicted to cheap money, but there's no you know, indication that that will, that will stay cheap forever. Um, and we really are dealing with the future of the, of the children and the unborn. They're going to be um, come a world, they're going to emerge in a world that looks much different than ours. Um, the, the debt is a, is a serious problem. I've got three kids. I think about this a lot. I shouldn't have to be thinking about this much, but the world we're giving them is not the one I grew up in, and I think we need to we owe it to them to to kind of get this thing under control. And John, I've got two, and that's why I fight this hard. I mean, I've got two, and and I remember my daughter is twenty years old, and I remember when she was born, it was the year of September 11th, and um, I was thinking to myself, I'm going to do everything I can so that this kid can have a better life than I did, because that's what I believe. People do. They want the circumstances better for their children than it was for them. 
And the reality is the trajectory of this nation since my daughter was born since that year has been straight in the dirt when it comes to fundamentals and principles. And the, and the fact of the matter is I think that 90% of people cannot pass an econ 101 class. And when you look at the fact that the, the, that the GDP they point to is so tainted by government subsidies and government funding and government direction, we are on the road to serfdom. Hayek was, was, Miss Cleo of his time, and we can't avoid it. Am I wrong? No, like this is sort of, you know, you're preaching to the choir on this one. It, it, it's why my organization, she exists. Um, you know, like for, we've been seeing this coming, we were started in the 40s, um, based on this idea that we kind of understood that the people that founded feedback then understood that A, people don't understand economics, they're not getting the economic education that they need. Um, and our whole mission is, is just teaching people, you know, the, the, how important economic freedom is. And, and it, I can just say our mission is more important today than ever because economic freedom Freedom and kind of freedom of all kinds seems to be in retreat. Um, you know, people are, are getting it in schools. We know that. Um, and, and culturally, there's been a shift. A lot of things that America, you know, Americans took for granted all these years. A lot of the principles that the country's found on, they're not real popular today. Um, and, and people are going to wake up in a very different world if we don't if we don't start to champion those principles and start to to, to get a little bit, you know, make our voices heard on these things. And uh, we don't want to go the way of Greece. We don't want to go the way of Venezuela. But if we, if we continue down this track, we will. I know that it's hard for people to understand because America is different than other countries. But it, 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 we're, we're the formula is there. We're, we're starting to be seduced by some of these, uh, the, the democratic socialism. Um, it, it, there's an allure to it, but if we go down that path, it's going to be a painful one. And the reality is it's more European Marxism. We just rebranded it. And are you troubled, and do you think, for the most part, that you have scared enough of society that they would rather choose entitled slavery to economic freedom? I think no, that's I, I, where I'm trying to get my finger on the barometer. Yeah, no, I think we have a lot of ways to go. And, and you know, like, it's sort of freedom's kind of like, you know, wealth and health. You really don't appreciate it until it's gone. And I think people are going to have to have a taste of that. And they're gonna, there's going to have to be a little bit more pain. Um, and we're seeing little signs of it right now. But, you know, the jobs report came up today. Um, and it's been the biggest whiff we've seen in decades. Like, they're, and they're projecting a million jobs in April, 250,000 jobs in April. It was it was a, a, a you know the biggest strikeout we've seen and you know there's some things built in that made that pretty obvious that it was going to be weak numbers and we got to get Americans back to work or we're going to see you know serious problems like like inflation and stagflation start to creep up that we haven't seen in, in decades really and I read your you know I read your article. And the reality is we've got another component here that hasn't really existed in this country. I think it exists in Europe and has for a millennium. But um, U.S. businesses are closing not because they, they, they don't have demand or they don't have a storefront or they don't have inventory. They're closing because they can't find anyone to work. Because right now you've got a major part of the section uh, uh, section of the country, of the workforce, that would rather say, ah, I'm going to watch Netflix, I'm going to stream Hulu, and I'm going to live the way my college daughter does, and just wait for the money to come in every month. Yeah, it's pretty strange. You know, like I wrote about a couple in New Jersey, they'd ran a, de- a deli for more than a decade. They, they had a great business. Business was booming, but they, they pulled up stakes on it and called it you know, quits because they, they couldn't find, you know, people to work. And I have a family that has a, a natural food store they run. They're kind of running the same problem now. They can't get employees. Um, and when you pay people more to not work than work, you're going to have that. And, and Lawrence Summers is an economist who, who talked about that uh, recently on Bloomberg TV. And, and you know, Summers, Summers isn't Hayek or Friedman. Summers served in the Obama administration. He served in the Clinton administration. And he says, look, this is, we got this, we got this all wrong. We, we built some really bad incentives here. This was an unforced year by the Biden administration by, on top of regular unemployment benefits, we're going to give you extra federal money. Um, when you're not working and Americans, you know, like they're just like everyone else. So you're saying, okay, I can go to work and make less money than I would get if I stay home. So people aren't going to work. And, and, you know, it, it was, it was a very foolish thing. Hopefully, hopefully we learned something from it, but, um, you know, we should acknowledge that it was a really dumb idea. So I like to think like my opponent, 
it's just a habit I picked up. I, I grew up playing cards. So I like to think like my opponent. And if I think like my opponent, opponent, and by that I mean the collectivist, the government central Marxist, this is a real opportunity now because it's a character indicator. And when I take examples of your article, by the way, these people share the same name as my family, Majo. But when I take this as, as um, if I look at it just on, a, on its whole, you now have an indicator that the workforce in particular the the middle to the lower aspect of our workforce chooses willfully to do nothing and and sustain life and survive then they do the opportunity to thrive now would be a great time to expand that totalitarian control over a society by giving more basic needs and calling them entitlements from food from living from the i guess we call it health care whatever it is from that to even to a certain extent transportation and energy and what I'm what I'm trying to figure out, in your opinion, because you probably deal with more young people than than I do. I only deal with the ones I created. Um, is there still those American kids that were grown up in this era of entitlement, but also spoiled to understand that a society that gives you life doesn't give you a good one? Do you think maybe we can? can maybe capitalize on the fact that, yeah, they're spoiled and, yeah, they're entitled, but they're used to really good stuff. Do you think maybe their self-interests will trump their survival of European Marxism? Yeah, it's a good question. You know, and I think, you know, with young people, like, everything we see from Gen Z, you know, which is sort of that, that 14 to 25 group, um, they are eager. I think there's a lot of entrepreneurial spirit there. I think they want to create things. I think they want to be different than the millennial generation in some ways. Not to bash on millennials, um, which, you know, I'm a Gen Xer. And a lot of people bash on millennials. And there's some quirks, but the whole general, general, generational warfare stuff doesn't really, you know, there's problems there. But I think that, you know, there is is something in this younger generation, but they let's let's face it, they've been brought up in a in, the deck is stacked against them a little bit. There's a lot of things going on here that are out of their control. They're not going to have the same job opportunities you and I did, um, and they need to recognize why that's the case. And, and once they recognize that, then maybe they'll start to appreciate you know what what the importance of economic freedom, the importance of liberty, and, and not wanting the free lunch, and understanding there is no free lunch. That that you know to, ta- to to have a free lunch means taking from someone else. That you know, like the goods government doesn't produce goods and servants goods and services. Yeah. They only come from taking from others. Um, and I think we have a big job to do to make sure the next generation understands that. But I think we can do it. Now, when I go to your site at feed.org, are you going to log directly to Hayek and Friedman and some of the old Buckley interviews? How are we going to keep that alive when the evil Google decides to whitewash the Internet from capitalism? Yeah, no, like, the, the big tech stuff is interesting. We see our own numbers now. Like, we were, we were off the charts traffic last year, and, and suddenly, you know, some of that, there's some games going on. But, yeah, come right to, you know, fee.org, F-E-E.org, and you will. We have a piece going up with tomorrow's It's Hayek's birthday. Got a wonderful, you know, article, you know, on Hayek and individualism. Um, and you'll find all kinds of pieces like that. And, you know, it's going to take minds that are kind of, you know, open to, you know, complex ideas, interesting ideas, and, and, you know, some of them might challenge their way of thinking, but that's a good thing. Well, listen, I hope we come out on the end. As you can tell, I love the idea of liberty and freedom and capitalism. I also think we're under attack. I think it's crucially important that we seek each other out, and that's why I'm so proud that you joined me. I really am. John, now now say your name so I say it properly, because I butcher last You said it. You, you, I did? I'm impressed, Sean, Miltimore? because most people mangle it. Miltimore. And you, you nailed it, John Miltimore. You have a name, brother, that was born to be an economist. Miltimore. I mean, you should be have a statue. I haven't even seen you, and I love it. So I want to thank you so much for joining me, and I'm going to ask you to please do it again in the future. It was my pleasure, Sean. I really, I really had a good time chatting, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much. 312-642-5600. You see, it's Friday, and we can have fun. These are the kind of conversations that are most important. You have been lied to. Bipartisan lies for half a century. If we're going to fix this, we got to know what exactly we're fixing. You want to fix this and make it a private economy, an American economy? We're going to have to rip out the core roots of the Marxism and socialism and corporatism that are in our economy that we are simply referring to. This GDP that they're comparing debt to ratio to, 
it's been completely tainted and bastardized. There's so much government cheese in our GDP. I say it is it is but 25% of what they're actually reporting. The problem is they've got these kids deceived. And they've got these kids fooled. And there's kids out there that think that Janet Yellen and that that old man Biden and that this idiot AOC can provide a life for them. Instead, what they're going to really provide is slavery. That's what they really deliver, slavery. We're going to cover more of that when we get back, and I'll take your calls. I'll tell you, McBath, you are on fire today. You know, I, I, I created a little competition between you and Johnny Rocket. Look at, look at oh, how it's God. better for everybody. Look at how it's better for everybody. That's what competition is. I didn't say I was going to pay anybody a bonus. However, there may be a little capitalism mixed in. You know, this is to me is why I think the Republican Party needs an enema. I want these scumbag corporatist frauds. I want to rip them out and throw them out. I want to change all the rules of politics. Because if you don't, you're just going to get different faces in the same old scam. Mitt Romney with his phony Don Draper hairdo. Paul Ryan. Gee, let me see. What did you do before you went into politics? Absolutely nothing. You drove the Wienermobile. You got a wife thinks she's Jaja Gabor. You're walking around in million-dollar mansions, and all of a sudden you sit on the board of Fox News. You're out. You, scumbag, out of the way. No more influence on the news or the Republican Party. And Mitt Romney, take your niece with you. Get out. Cleanse the whole damn thing. Because you know something? I'm tired of pretending these Republicans are any different than the Democrats. All they are are is in better shape with better suits. Same scams. That's why I don't get it. You know, that's why I, I, I used to call it pruning the audience. Because it's hard to listen to this. I had a wonderful woman come in the store today. Wonderful lady. I'm so proud she stopped in. And she said to me, you know, I, I got my friends listening to you. But, you know, she didn't want to t- tell me. You know, some like you, some don't. I understand this is not for everybody. I get it. The truth, honesty, and telling people get off your ass is not for everybody. It's not. And I understand that. You want to be coddled? There's a bunch of people out there. And I, I, I listen, I might have spoiled my kids. I get it. Bunch of people out there that think they, they live, therefore they get. However, all I want you to do is look at exactly what's going on. You show me a neighborhood with government intervention, I'll show you one you don't want to drive through. That's just the fact. That's how it works. They do nothing but ruin everything. That's what they do. You cannot point to a Democrat-run neighborhood, not a neighborhood, that isn't bankrupt, isn't corrupt, isn't in poverty or dangerous. Not one. All right, let's go to the lines. Mark in the North Burbs. Sean, thank you for taking my call. I had uh, three comments. One, I wanted to say that uh, I identify as a woman, but I'm a lesbian. So right. hopefully that tips the scales. You know, your producer didn't laugh much either. Um, <laughs> I thought it was funny. I like the voice. you got to understand, we're all a little gun-shy after the Caitlin thing. I don't know what the hell was going on. My wife loved it. I don't know. I called him, I called him Bruce Jenner. She almost threw something at me, so I don't know what to do. I'm afraid to even touch the topic anymore. For instance, it's Mother's Day. I'm not going to include that HH secretary guy with the three-piece set under the skirt. I can't call that Happy Mother's Day. Is he going to be celebrating? I mean, the real women out there. But go ahead. Yesterday you commented on, you know, maybe we're going to have to face this deluge of crap uh, and like the Soviet Union suffered through it for 75 years. The the primary problem the Soviet Union had uh, after the decline was that they did not even have any capitalists that knew what to do. Mark, do we? It's an interesting strategy. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's an interesting point you make. And my question, I have a question for you. Do we have enough capitalists that know what to do? We certainly don't have them in the right positions. I mean, as you as you watch the Republican rebuttal, I think they're absolutely morons. And that's I'm giving them a pass other than the other conclusion I come to, which is that they're so corrupted. They just love being second because they're like Illinois Republicans. They just want to own the gaming rooms and they want the brothers that are lobbyists like our Republicans. Unfortunately, I have to agree. Uh, the more I see, the more I listen. Uh, and, and in the face of this deluge of crap, what, what I do every day is commute almost 200 miles to work so I can work. And then I'm trying to you know, save enough to at least be a, uh, in a position to make decisions. So. And that's an interesting point, too. Mark, can I, I want to thank you for the call. It was very thoughtful, and I appreciate it. And by the way, don't travel 200 miles. Pick up and go. 
Pick up and go. You deserve it to yourself. You're sitting in the car 200 miles. It's four hours a day. Listen. To Almost, you. yep. Well, Mark, good luck to you. Really, I mean it. Thanks, Sean. Take care. Thank you for listening. Kevin in Austin, Texas. I love when the Texans call, even when they were formerly from Illinois. How are well, you? you know, I'm in, uh, I'm in uh, exile. Here's the thing. You were talking about how the Republicans need an enema, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, the Republican and, and Party, what I, the individual ones, yeah. they definitely could use one, too. I mean, poor Mitch McConnell. Oh. His pillow and his toilet seat have the same view. Go ahead. <laughs> so, so the whole point is, when you're dealing with that, you've got to deal with a lot of crap. If you're going to get an enema, and, and what you've got to do is you've got to get it in there and really get it out. The way that's going to happen is that people are going to be upset enough <laughs> and become precinct captains for the Republican Party. And they're going to have to deal with that crap. Kevin, not a lot of Yeah, I get it. A lot of commode. There's a call was commode. Um, I will say this: I think you're right, but you better you got a better chance of doing it in Texas, and I got a better chance of doing it down south. Because what you need to do is 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 take the advice I just gave our previous caller and go to an area where your vote matters in these corrupted areas. I'm sorry, I hate to break it to you, doesn't matter anymore. We'll take your calls when I get back. All right. So here's the thing. It doesn't have to be a new movie or a new series. All it has to be is uh, something that's entertaining that you like. For instance, I have an old one. But I want to do a little... Uh, I'm going to tell you why I'm picking all from Amazon. Now, I know that people say, oh, why, why would you pick from Amazon? Because I learned something when I went to Florida and got my Xfinity. Xfinity in other states is like... 60% the cost that we here in Illinois pay. I'm not kidding you. It's 60% the cost. So I said, I, I'm, I'm not going to get robbed. I'm not going to get robbed. So I mainly do uh, Netflix and Amazon. So that's why we do the, uh, the pick for that. So I've got some picks. I've got two lines open. This is Misty Callahan's. Why don't you go ahead? Let's all go to the live. Let's go to the movie. It's time for Friday Features with Sean. On with the show. Our national interest ought to be to encourage the press. It's Misty Callahan's favorite segment. I only have two lines open, 312-642-5600. It's a Friday. We go out nice and light. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I wanted to take on that Jen Pisaki, but we may fit her in later. Um, I actually did something at the cigar store, and it was the recommendation of the dumbest guy in the cigar store. He, uh, you know, just he's he's one of these guys. He's just a knucklehead, but he's our knucklehead, right? I mean, he's. I'll tell you what. I don't think he's bright at all. He's always got stains on his shirts. I'm pretty sure he got a handicap placard just because he can't. He doesn't have an IQ long enough to remember where his car is. So he just shouts out Hollywood Nights. I don't know if you remember Hollywood Nights. Tony Danza, Michelle Pfeiffer, Michelle Pfeiffer, brother. Let me tell you something. That's how you know God's a man. There's no question about it when you look at Michelle Pfeiffer. I highly recommend it. So that dummy, aside from bringing really good pastries on Friday because he's fat and he likes to share, um, really hit a good home run with Hollywood Nights. So I recommend you revisit Hollywood Nights and then the show, White Dragon on Amazon. Didn't know what the hell it was. I put it on. From the very first episode, you are going to, I'll tell you what, I loved it. Power watched all the way through. So those are my two choices. Now we're going to go to the lines for yours. Uh, let's go with Jim in Naperville. Sean. Yes. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I, I, I don't watch TV. I listen to AM radio uh, almost exclusively. Some FM. Well, if I didn't personally benefit from that, I'd be making fun of you. But thank you. I know. Right, but, you know uh, I gave I gave up uh, the you know, broadcast news. A long sure, time. but come on, you, you, Listen, what do you got? So, 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 uh, did you see the series Jericho from years ago? I don't think I did. But you want to know something? The Jericho Mile is one of my favorite movies. But I don't think I saw this that. Is Jericho this Mile. Good show, this is just Jericho. In the middle of a season. Really? All right. All there, right. There's so, twenty eight. There's twenty eight episodes. I binge watched it. I, I, I had a change in my uh, drug therapy, and I, I got, like, uh, totally cranked up 
Uh-huh. And I just watched it from 9 a.m. on a Saturday morning nice. until 9 a.m. the next uh, the next day, Sunday morning. <laughs> nice. And and I'll tell you what, uh-huh. it, it's uh, kind of cool because it's about the uh, the whole idea of uh, like a limited nuclear strike, and uh, they'll take it out. Just so, you know, some. Oh, really? I'm going to watch. It. I'm writing America. this down right and now. Then, Jericho. And then mm-hmm. and then and then uh, the disassociation uh, uh, of the United States into segments. Uh, what we're talking about now. And huh. this was like from, I think, uh, tw- uh, 2010 or 20, 2009. Jim, do you, you know, have any indication like, of where the Democrats are going to are gonna be? Because I want to go to the opposite side. Is there any indication? Uh, uh, well, they're all moving out to Naperville. All right. So I hate to tell you. <laughs> all right, good. You know? I don't go anywhere so, near there. Thank you for the call. Let's get to all the other ones. I'm going to butcher this name. I think it's Seamus. Seamus? Seamus? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Seamus, yeah, Seamus. Well, yeah, listen, to my Sean, defense, she puts S-E-A-M-U-S. Oh, that's, All right, that's correct. Ahead. That's how you do it. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's right. good. Missed <laughs> yeah, it by that much. Go ahead. Yeah, but uh, oh, I just wanted to say, watch, oh, what did you say a couple weeks ago? Uh, Once Upon a Time in America. What would you think, awesome. brother? Seamus, oh, is that so awesome. that is the best movie. It ties everything that, in. The p- yeah, it was awesome. It was okay. incredible. And I watched the whole thing. It was like four hours long. But, yeah, you should watch, uh, if you haven't seen it, it's called Eastern Promises. With, uh, I'm a oh, big crap, fan. From Van, Van Mora. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Van yeah, Mora. Yeah, yeah, that guy. He's the right. best. Yeah. Vigo, <laughs> Vigo, whatever. Vigo. Yeah, that's Vigo, it. Just right, a little yeah. too much male nudity, but a little something for the ladies. Thank yeah, you yeah, very that, much. That, that, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Thank you, Seamus. Very good. John, Portage Park. Uh, hi, Sean. I love your show. Uh, listen, uh, there's a movie called I Was a Commie for the FBI. <laughs> it was. <laughs> It Is was there really? made. It was made in 1951. That's for sure. Oh, I remember a radio show. There was. They didn't have a radio I'm, show. I'm a 75 percent sure it was made by RKO, and uh, it's about this guy that goes deep under in the FBI, deep undercover into a communist organization in 1951, and he falls in love with a woman, and she happens to be a teacher. <laughs> so, was was anybody uh, named uh, Brennan or Comey? Hey, listen, it, it's just you have to see it. They're, they're doing and how they and they, they they put it. It was a propaganda film, actually, hmm. for the United States propaganda against communism. Little did they know it flip flop. Thank you, John Portage Park. I appreciate it. Should I go to break or take a call? What do you think? All right, listen, I know you're on the line. I want to take all your calls, so stay on there. 312-642-5600. I have one line open. We'll be back after this. It is Friday. Man, oh, man, if they had some of the old Friday nights on video, you guys can watch that and laugh for a month. All right, let's go right to the lines. We don't have a lot of time. Kevin in Oak Lawn. Hi, Kevin. Hey, Sean, how are you? Wonderful. Hey, uh... Breaking news in Yuba County, it's very uh, Fargo-ish. Really? Yeah. I've never heard of it, and I love... Is it kind of like Yellowstone? Because I'm a huge Yellowstone guy. Uh, I, I haven't watched Yellowstone, but maybe oh. Kunis is in it. Kevin, listen, I'll make you a deal right now, and I'm dead serious. If you watch yeah. one Yellowstone and don't want to watch the rest, I'll give you a really good cigar. But if you do, you have to come in and buy two cigars. What do you think? Deal. All right. Deal. All right, very good. Let me know. I appreciate it. Yellowstone is the stuff, but I'm going to check out that one, too. Tom Sherville. Yeah, Sean. Uh, the movie Network with uh, Faye Dunaway, Robert Duvall, and Peter Finch. The best. The best. Yeah. It's a great... I like the part where Faye Dunaway wants to put domestic terrorists on TV. It'll be great for ratings. Uh, <laughs> she was something, though, Faye Dunaway, in her day. You remember? She was beautiful. Oh, yeah. She was. She absolutely was. Now, did she become a communist like the rest of them or no? You know what? I don't know her politics. Uh, Boy, isn't that refreshing? Remember when we we liked movie stars and we didn't know what they thought? Boy, those were the days, huh? Exactly. But then again, we had uh, health and human secretaries that were not men in women's clothing. A better time, my friend. Thank you very much. No happy Mother's Day. I mean it to all the mothers out there. The real mothers. All these guys walking around in her mom's skirts, not for you. You're not celebrating anything, and you're not fooling everybody. Eduardo. 
Yeah, Sean, before I get to my pick, uh, what's the name of your realty, Liberty? Liberty Real Estate Services. Okay. I was going to recommend Robert Stack from the 60s, The Untouchables. You get to see all the, uh, like, yeah, uh, Lee Marvin before they became famous yeah. actors. Yes. By the way, thanks for the free commercial and promo code. Don't think I forget my friends, Eduardo. You come by, you get a steep discount. Oh, you can, yeah. All right, we got to be serious about really, you know... You're right. Making I love, it to the state line. You, you can't I love it, Eduardo. That. Just let you. It was very nice. Don't do that. The voice of reason in the ground. Shut up. James and Schomburg. How are you? Hi, James. Hey. How you doing? Good. How are you, buddy? Great show. Thank you, brother. Uh, I love your intensity and the voice. It's uh, Well, you're the one. It, you're scaring all the know, people it, away. It reminds me, kind of reminds me, is all we needed, like, to kill Ben Laden, all we needed was six wise guys from Elmwood Park. It had been done in a month. You know? <laughs> uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. But but the I, uh, the yeah. movies, yeah, the, the movies, though, Tinker Taylor, Soldier Spy, unbelievable. Great, very old movie. So let me tell you, I've tried to, I tried to watch it, and I, I want to watch it. I gave it like the first 10 minutes when he's having coffee in the courtyard. Yeah. And then I, I, I don't know what it is. I either get a phone call or someone interrupts me. But you're saying stick in there because it's like two hours and change, isn't it? Absolutely. And, right. But it's a real thinker. All right. And well. you're, you've got a real analytic mind. So I think you would really enjoy the twists and the plot and the way it plays out. It's really intense. And the, the cast is phenomenal. All right. And See. then the, the second choice would be the old classic Kelly's Heroes. We got Memorial Weekend coming up. It's a lighthearted shout out to the guys in the Second World War. Oh, I love it's, it. It's just a great classic, right? James, I'm going to take your advice on both because I love that Kelly's Heroes. But like Hollywood Nights, it's one of those movies I haven't seen in 30 years. So it's always good to go back and watch those. Thank you very much. I really appreciate yeah, it. I, I, I work. I work with these guys. It's like uh, from Kelly's Heroes. I remember cracking. <laughs> like in, in the real world, yeah. you know, I, I, I'm in a service agency. And when Crap Game is calling the guy, he's saying he, he needs some extra stuff. And he says, yeah, I'm just calling you. Remember all the stuff I got? I got you the scotch. I got yeah. you the nylon. Yeah. And say, I, 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 right. I need a favor from you. I love and, it, James. Thanks for the tip. Real quick, let's go to Kent in Aurora. Kent, hey. Have you ever seen a, a horse race show called Luck? I love it. It has Dennis Farina. It's got Dustin Hoffman. It's phenomenal. And it was shut down by the eco-Nazis. Did you know that? PETA lobbied to crush it. That's what, the only reason it went off the air. But, Kent, it's an excellent pick. I appreciate it. I want everyone to have an excellent weekend. And I really do mean it. So the holiday was very special to me when my mother was alive. It's even special now. Happy Mother's Day to everybody. Even the uh, the ones that were great and aren't with us anymore, like mine. Everybody except the fake ones with the three-piece set and the skirt. You don't fool me, and it's not Halloween. I'll be back Monday.